0: Welcome to the church family that is lifting lives through living love, inspiring hope, filling with faith, and transforming our world. These recorded messages are made available so that you might have additional opportunities to stay connected with us, and that you might learn and grow in your faith. God bless you as you hear the word today. And now, the message. The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right path for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the darkest valleys, I fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff comfort me. You prepare the table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely. Your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Then people brought little children to Jesus, for him to place his hands on them and pray for them. But the disciples rebuked them. Jesus Jesus said, Let the little children come to me, and do not hinder them, for the kingdom of heaven belongs to such as these. When we when when he had placed his hands on them, he went on from there. May the Lord add his blessings to the reading of his word.
1: So if I could have Lila and Kaya, I don't know where they are. Oh, there's Kaya. Come on up here, Kaya. And there's Lila. Great. Come on up here, guys. So when we started talking about this at the beginning, we said we wanted kids in every part of the service, and that includes the sermon. Each of you grab a microphone down there. How are you guys doing today? Good. Good. Well, come on up here. Stand a little, like, here. You see where the star is? Stand right, you know, like, next to that star. Perfect. I'm going to ask you guys some questions, and you guys just say whatever you want, okay? So, first thing, well, not everything, well, you know, (laughs) within reason. So, first thing, can you kind of introduce yourself to everyone? Tell them your name, what grade you're in, if you have brothers or sisters,
0: My name is Lila, I am in fourth grade, and I have one brother and no sisters. (laughs) My name is Kyra Meridian, I'm in second grade, I have one sister and no brothers.
1: Wow, I want to say, gosh, I am so impressed. Fourth grade and second grade, to be up here in front of everyone, that takes a lot of courage, and I couldn't have done it when I was your age, so that's really awesome that you guys are up here can I ask you another question? What do you like about church the most? What's your favorite thing about church? Everything. (laughs) What are you, Kai? I
0: would have to agree everything.
1: You would agree everything. (laughs) Well, that is beautiful. Well, Now my next question is not going to make any sense at all because I was going to say, what's your least favorite thing? Is there something you don't like about church? No. No. (laughs) No. That's like, okay, let me tell you guys a little story. When I asked my father-in-law for my wife's hand in marriage, he asked me, what do you like about my daughter? And I said, everything. And then he asked me, what do you not like? And you know what I said? Nothing. So I exactly know how that goes. So let's see. Okay, so we just heard a scripture story about a time when kids were trying to get to Jesus, but the disciples were trying to keep them away, kind of like Miss Tracy was saying, red light. Why do you think the disciples were trying to keep Jesus, or the kids away from Jesus?
0: Because they thought that Jesus was too busy.
1: They thought he was too busy. What do you think, Lyle?
0: And maybe that he wanted to just talk to adults and not kids.
1: Right. Oh, wow. Yeah. Do you ever feel like adults? Like that, you know, are kind of like that too busy and only want to talk to other adults? No. <laughs> you say yes, Kaya. <laughs> hey, so can you think of a time when like you wanted to like tell an adult something and they weren't paying attention to you? No. No, you can't. They go to a specific time. Well, that's okay. Uh, have you ever tried to get like your parents' attention and they weren't paying attention? What do you do when your parents aren't paying attention to you and you need their attention? What do you do?
0: I go to my room.
1: You go to your room. What about you, Lyle? Um, they
0: normally pay attention to me, so I don't
1: do anything. Oh, wow. You guys are just... Uh, <laughs> you're making the church look good. You're making your parents look good. This is wonderful. I'm, I'm trying to dig some dirt up, and you're not <laughs> digging any dirt. So, that's awesome. Um, okay. Here's a question, just an imagination question. So when the kids came to Jesus, the Bible just says that he blessed them. What do you think Jesus said to those kids?
0: I've always think that he always said like how to be like him or the wrong rights.
1: So imagine you were a kid and you got to come to Jesus and you could say something to him, anything. You could ask him a question or you could tell him something. What do you think you would say to Jesus if he like had you know, like if he had all your attention and you could, you know, speak right to him. What would you say to Jesus?
0: I would ask him how to be like him.
1: You would ask him how to
0: or be Or like how he's perfect.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: I would ask him what heaven looks like.
1: Oh, that's a good question. What heaven looks like. You know what? I don't know the answer to either one of those questions. But I'm not Jesus, right? And here's the good thing. Like, you know, like we can talk to Jesus all the time. How do we talk to Jesus? Pray. Exactly. We pray. And when we pray, do you think Jesus is too busy that he doesn't really pay attention? No. No. He is always paying attention to us. So when we talk to him, we may not hear him, but we know that he's listening. How, so what, how do you think, uh, how, do, how do we know Jesus is listening to us?
0: Well, we know that, like, he never is too busy because he always has time for, like, a prayer.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like, you know, when he was on earth, he always had time for people, and so he has time for people now. And that's what makes Jesus so wonderful. Well, is there anything else that you guys want to say to the church? You know, you you got the microphone. You can say anything you want.
0: (laughs) Have a nice day.
1: Have a nice day. Thank you. And you, Lila. Anything you want to say?
0: Uh, I don't think I have anything to say.
1: Okay. Well, can we all give him round of applause? You guys did awesome. So just put the mics back, and you go back to your parents. And uh, this time, I'm going to invite Ford Holton Hogebuck to come join me. So come on up here. How you doing, man? Huh? Great. You're doing great. Here's your microphone. So just hold it like, you know, like right there. So, sound good? Mm-hmm. So, can you introduce yourself to everyone? Just tell them, you know, your name, what grade you're in, brothers, sisters, anything like that.
0: Hello, my name is Holton Hagabook. I'm in fourth grade, and I, my mom, dad, my sister is somewhere, and I have a dog.
1: And you have a dog? What's your, what kind of dog do you have?
0: Uh, a corgi, I think.
1: A corgi, what's his name? Uh, boy or girl?
0: A uh, girl. A girl.
1: Girl, what's her name?
0: Uh, Lacey.
1: Lacey. nice. What do you like to do, Holton? What's what, what are you into?
0: Uh, probably like like video games. Oh. Um.
1: Hey, I get it. Any particular game that you're like that you that's your go-to?
0: Um, I play. There's this. I think I like soccer a lot, but I don't really like basketball.
1: Oh, okay, nice. Well, um. Hey, I have a couple questions for you. So, first is, what do you like about church? Like, you know, what do you like about here?
0: Um, I like, um, like, how you get to, like, learn about God and sometimes the holy moly videos.
1: The holy moly videos sometimes? I think they're awesome, but yeah. Um, Okay. And what is your least, okay, this is kind of like a dangerous question. What's your least favorite thing about church?
0: Um, probably, like, waiting to go to the kids, the kids' class. Like,
1: um, that makes me sad.
0: <laughs>
1: so, so, you like it when you're in the kids' class? This is okay in here, but thanks for being with us today. Um, let me ask you a question about today's scripture, right? So, there, oh, no, no, you, you got it, you got it. No, I want to ask you these questions. Um, the disciples were, like, trying to keep the kids away from Jesus, right? Like, shooing them away, right? Mm-hmm. Why do you think the disciples were keeping the kids away from Jesus?
0: Um, because, like, maybe they think, like, they didn't have anything important to say.
1: Oh, so they didn't think the kids were important at all, right? Huh. Have you ever felt like an adult treated you that way, where you, didn't, you, you had something important to say, but they weren't, like, listening? No? No. Good answer, my young friend, especially with your parents watching. Good answer. Uh, But it happens sometimes, right? Like sometimes, or let me ask have you ever felt like adults are way too busy? And then, you know, to like, yeah, sometimes we get busy. Maybe they thought Jesus was busy because he had like tons of people to heal and lots of things to do. And so they didn't think he had time for the kids. So they shoot him away. But what do you think? So when Jesus said, no, let the kids come to me. What do you think Jesus said to the kids when they came to him?
0: Um, Maybe, like, I'm like, do you have any questions, maybe?
1: Oh, so you think he asked them questions. Cool. So if you were, like, okay, if you were talking to Jesus, I'm not Jesus, but, like, if you were talking to Jesus and you could ask him any question, what question do you think you'd ask him?
0: Um, will my family be okay throughout my life?
1: Oh. That's very good question. Will my family be okay? That's a good question. You know, and the thing is, like, you know, I don't know the answer to that because I'm not Jesus, I'm not God, but do you know we can talk to Jesus anytime, right? So how do we talk to Jesus? Praying. Praying, right? And whenever we pray, Jesus isn't too busy, right? Like he pays attention to us. Because when he was on earth, we know we could trust that because when he was on earth, he listened to everyone. And so when we pray, we know He listens to us, too. Um, so, you got anything else that you want to—you got, like, a captive audience here. Anything—you can say anything you want to the church. What do you want to say?
0: Uh, nothing. Nothing.
1: <laughs> well, uh, we'll try to, like, spice it up, liven it up while you guys are in the sanctuary. But uh, thanks for being here today. Can you all give Holton a hand? Well, I hope you guys had fun just coming in this morning and being greeted by kids at the door and having kids in all of a service. It's been a great, wonderful morning. I just want to add a few short words. Uh, Now, what's interesting about the story that um, I think it was Leo read just a moment ago, Matthew 19, is that it's the second story about children in the Gospel of Matthew. The first story is just a chapter before, and let's look at it together, Okay. So it says, at that time, this is beginning in verse 1, chapter 18, it says, at that time, the disciples came to Jesus and asked, who is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? Which seems like a very adult question to ask, like they were comparing themselves to each other and trying to figure out like, hey, you know, we we know we're all in Jesus, we're your disciples, but which one of you do you like, you know, which one of us do you like most? Like, who's the best? Who's the greatest? And Jesus didn't actually pick out anyone and say, this is my favorite. Instead, what Jesus did is he brought a child and placed the child among them, and he said, Truly I tell you, unless you change and become like little children, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. Therefore, whoever takes the lowly position of this child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven, and whoever welcomes one such child in my name welcomes me. If anyone causes one of these little ones who believe in me to stumble, it would be better for them to have a large millstone hung around their neck and to be drowned in the depths of the sea." That's a pretty stiff warning Jesus gave about anyone who mistreats or causes a child to stumble. He cared immensely about the kids. And this is kind of what's ironic to me. The disciples were shooing the children away, right? In chapter 19, or just a chapter before, Jesus told them, if anyone welcomes a child in my name, they welcome me. They weren't, the disciples, you know, which is kind of par for the course, they weren't listening to Jesus very well. But sometimes we don't listen too well either. Like, you know... Alton was saying sometimes we as adults get busy or preoccupied or we think kids don't have anything important to say, and so we kind of push them to the side. And today we thought, you know, Tracy and I started talking about this know, we wanted to give an opportunity for our kids to lead us in worship because Jesus said, not just let the little kids come to me, but he also told us anyone who wants, wants to enter the kingdom of heaven must become like a little child. And this was especially radical in Jesus's day because children in his society didn't get center stage anytime. They were always pushed to the fringes and the sides. They didn't have legal rights. Children didn't have legal rights. They were often regarded as property more than persons. For a child to become someone important, something that, you know, to matter in society, the, the message to them was you, you got to grow up and be like all the other adults like you. So Jesus kind of went against that whole grain and said, he put a child in front of his disciples and said, if you want to be important, if you want to be great in my kingdom, this is what it looks like. You don't grow up, you grow down. Which I think poses the question for all of us, well, how do we do that? Like Nicodemus asked Jesus, how can we be born again? How can we who are old become young again? Well, Jesus says part of the answer is by receiving children. There is something in us when we receive a child, we reconnect with the child within us. So let me highlight just three qualities that children bring to our world and to our you know to their relationships that to me are what Jesus wants us to emulate. The first thing I note about is, notice about kids is they they have this capacity just to trust. They that just simple trust. I think sometimes as adults we make faith too complicated. We try to explain things that we can't explain or we or we make faith like a list of beliefs that you have to hold to in order to, you know, belong, in order to have right faith. But for children, faith isn't a list of beliefs or doctrine. Faith is trust. It's a relationship with someone that they trust who's bigger than them that has power control, right? Like when my daughter was little, I can remember, hi Margaret, she's a senior in high school now, but I can remember when she was two or three teaching her to swim. And she had floaties on her arms. You guys know this, parents, you know how kids have these floaties. And and like those floaties would keep her afloat in the pool. She was not going to drown if she jumped in. But she didn't have faith in the floaties. She needed either me or her mom to be in the pool with our arms outstretched, because that was the trust she needed. If we were there, she had the faith, the trust, to jump off. Nate, he's now a freshman in high school. He's probably going to hate that I tell this story, but when he was little, uh, <laughs> he's waving his arms off. When he was little, he, 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 every night, I could set my watch by it. He climbed in bed somewhere between 2, 3 a.m., and he did it every night for years. And I don't know why, I don't know if it was nightmares or if it was just comfort, but like, there was something about being between his parents that you know put him at peace and he would sleep through the night. And I think that's kind of what faith is supposed to look like. It's not supposed to be a list of beliefs that we have to explain. There's, there's a lot of things that we don't know, we don't understand. Faith is about putting our trust in someone bigger than us and when we put our trust in God, he gives us the courage to leap into waters that we, you know, maybe go over our head. Or when we get in trouble or when we're afraid to run to him and to know that we can curl up in a safe place where he is our shelter and our protection. That's simple trust that children have. Second quality I think of with kids is, is the quality of wonder. Like children have this Beautiful capacity for wonder about the world. Some people describe it as innocence. And I, I think innocence and wonder are kind of linked together. Um, but I don't say innocent because when I was a kid, I wasn't very... Well, I'm sure I was innocent in some ways. But I was not so innocent in other ways. I was the little brother. Any little brothers in the house? And I knew I could pick on my brother. And I would pick, pick, pick until we got in the fight. Because when we got in the fight, Guess what? I never got in trouble, even though I was the one who started it. So, I don't know that I was so innocent, right? But I do think children have this capacity for wonder. And wonder, I, I, I describe them this way, it's the ability to be surprised and delighted by the world. Wonder is, it's, it's what gives us that, children that curiosity, that they ask why, 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 why. And the beautiful thing about children asking why, even if it's persistent, is it's without judgment, Like, you know, my wife will not allow me to ask why questions. Because she says, when I ask why, it has judgment. It's like, why did you take that route? Why did you add this spice to that food? Why did you buy this shirt for me? And every one of those, it's like a judgment question. So she has banned me from ever asking why. But when kids ask why, it's not about judging, it's about curiosity. They, they want to feed that wonder that they have inside of themselves. They see possibility and potential in the world. And we, as adults, are tasked by Jesus to protect that quality of wonder in the world. He says, woe to anyone who causes a little one to stumble. Woe to anyone. Because when we sin, you know, that's what sin does. Is it closes off our heart. It robs us of wonder. It makes our world smaller. And Jesus says, we have to protect that quality in us and especially in our kids. And lastly, I think about kids, I think they're open-hearted. And they have this innate sense of trust, this beautiful sense of wonder, and with it comes an open heart, ready to love everyone. We don't come into the world with closed hearts. We come into the world with open hearts. But inevitably, we experience some hurt in life, some disappointment, and when we experience hurt or disappointment, what do we do? We begin to close off parts of our heart. We learn that we can't trust our whole heart to every person. So we start evaluating as adults, well, who can I give my heart to? And how much of my heart can I show them? Is it safe for me to be with this person? Is it safe to be truly me? And so Jesus says, whoever receives a child in my name receives me. This word receive, it was translated welcome in the translation that I quoted a minute ago. Receive, welcome, it. it's about having an open heart. We see the same word in John's gospel. Chapter 1, verse 12, where Jesus says, to all who received him, who believed on his name, he gave the power to become children of God. We see expressed in Revelation chapter 3, verse 20, where Jesus says, lo, here I am. I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, if anyone receives me, I will come in and eat with them and they with me. Receiving someone is about opening your heart to them. And Jesus says, you know, not only does he invite us to receive and welcome him, but he invites us to receive and welcome all those who are his friends. Children, the least of these, where he said, as you've done it to them, so you've done it for me. So these are the three qualities that I think Jesus wants us to emulate. Simple trust wide-eyed wonder, an open heart to Jesus and to others in the world. That's what Jesus wants us to become like. I was talking to Pastor Glenn, Glenn Howell, who was the pastor before I came here, and he told me a story about Bishop Coiner, Bishop Michael Coiner, who was the interim between us. He was bishop for both of us uh, when I first came into Indiana. And Glenn was telling me about this time. I, I don't exactly remember the context. Maybe he was, it was Bishop Coyner's birthday, but I know Glenn was joking with him about his age, saying something like, You've gotten too old, man. And, and, and Bishop Coyner responded to him and said, Glenn, I am all my ages. And Glenn reflectively says, You know, it's true. We're all our ages. We're whatever age we are, but we're also the young man or young woman we once were. The middle-aged person, the child, like, it's all inside of us. Like, when I look in a mirror, I don't see this old guy. I sometimes wonder, who's this old guy looking back? I remember myself younger. That's what I, that's the mental image I have. Anyways, my point is, in all of us, we are all our ages, in all of us, there is a child. There is a child that's wanting to be seen, wanting to be known, Wanting to be protected, received, valued, loved. And I don't know what happened to the child that you were, the child that's inside you. I hope that you received love, care, protection. You probably also experienced some hurt. That's true of all of us. But I think if we can reconnect to that child that is in us, we can remember what it was like simply trust, and what it was like to view the world with wonder, and what it was like to open our hearts to others. And one of the ways we can do that is not just by connecting to our own child, by connecting to the children who are among us. When we receive them, we receive Jesus, and hopefully we become like him in the process. Amen? Amen.